1: In just a moment, we'll be speaking with Utah Congressman Chris Stewart. Very much looking forward to this conversation because it's going to be a conversation full of celebration. You see, for a number of years, the congressman, along with uh, members of his staff, uh, people I know very well. In fact, I was, uh, you know, before taking this job at KSL hosting this radio program, I was a congressional aide. I would do uh, work on behalf of Congressman Rob Bishop, Utah's first district, and uh, as I you know worked for the Utah delegation i got to know uh, all the other staffers and i got to see behind the scenes all the uh, incredibly hard work that went into bringing about the news uh, that we have learned today that the fcc has in fact designated 988 as a new national suicide prevention hotline number i do have to say that uh, it's it's some ways off about 2 years from now it'll be functional and operational but uh, uh, but we have uh, a plan in place right now. And on the line joining me is the man responsible for it all, Utah Congressman Chris Stewart. Sir, how are you?
0: I am well, thank you, Lee.
1: How do you feel today?
0: Well, we're we're grateful. And uh, like you said, you've seen how the sausage is made to use a overly used phrase perhaps but and you've heard me complain about this because i know i've said it to you and that is it's frustrating that it's taken so long something that was so bipartisan something that everyone recognized would actually save lives didn't cost any money uh gosh you think it would not take three and a half years or or so but uh we're really really glad to be where we are because there's people who need this and this is this is going to be a good thing for for many many people
1: What happens next? What happens over the course of the next uh, two years before it's implemented?
0: Well, a number of things. Uh, One is that we have to have – now, this is (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> it's does sound like we're backtracking in some ways in the sense that, you know, well, it's not quite finished. We do have to have a final vote on the floor, uh, but we'll do that. Pelosi and, Ms. Pelosi and others have committed that they would do that in the next couple weeks, and it's more formality than anything. But after that, uh, there's got to be uh, a couple things that, that uh, are put in place. Number one is the infrastructure has got to be built up to support this, both technologically in the sense that it's a little bit difficult to route the uh, the calls to the appropriate calls center depending on where you're calling from and that's particularly difficult now because so many people have cell phones that have area codes that could be from anywhere in the country and to be able to really recognize accurately where that person is geographically, where they're calling from. And the second thing, because we know that this increase in access is going to make more and more people uh, aware and they're gonna take advantage of this help, uh, the the states have to individually ramp up their ability to respond. The last thing you'd wanna do in this situation, if you're in the middle of a mental health crisis, if your daughter or your son or someone you love or even yourself is actually contemplating suicide, you don't want to call a number and not have anyone answer. And so there's got to be that ramp up as well to make sure that they're adequately staffed, which by the way, Utah does such a great job of that. I mean, we truly do lead the nation in this so much to the point that other states sometimes route their calls to our call centers because we're so good and so efficient and effective at it.
1: While 988 won't be live until July of 2022, uh, there are resources available to folks. As you've mentioned, there are uh, numbers that individuals call. Let me just give that number quickly. If anyone's listening, wants to jot this down, if you want to share it with someone, or if it could be of use to yourself, 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Congressman, you said you made mention of three and a half years that to getting to this point has been an effort which has taken three and a half years. Those three and a half years full of, as I know, uh, many frustrations along the way. Why stick with it through to the end?
0: Well, I mean, part of it was that it became matter of principle, that, you know, just that, uh, the frustration of some people trying to slow us down on that. But, I mean, 99% of it was just the realization that this was necessary, that this would help people. And, you know, I have had experience and I have had experience with people around me, people that I'm very close to, that I love, uh, who have struggled with this? I mean, uh, Lee, if you sit in a room now and ask people, a group of say 50 people, how many of you have had, you know, in, been impacted by suicide, either attempted or an actual suicide? And uh, almost all of them now, almost everyone in that room will raise their hand uh, because the reality is, is that many families have. Uh, and the good news is, is that we're talking about it in ways we have it in the past, uh, and we're more open and more able to help people but uh but, this number here this this uh, you know this access that people who didn 't know about before, if you'd ask people again a few years ago, well, if you are in the middle of a mental health crisis, how do you get help no one No one knew I mean, and it was different from St George to Salt lake to yeah. you know, to Los Angeles. It depended on where you were and so I mean, the reason we stuck with it is we knew it would help people, it would help the most vulnerable people, people who have so much to live for still, if we can just help them get through this. But it's often just a momentary crisis.
1: Yeah, it makes so much sense. I will admit that as you and I have had these conversations on this topic now for the past uh, six, seven months or so as it has developed, I, I make a point to share the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. But here's the confession. I don't have it memorized, I quite literally in preparation of each and every one of these conversations have to like google it and make sure I have the number correctly. it is uh, one or two steps away always nine eight eight though uh, that can remain top of mind
0: yeah, I think it will i mean it just it's like nine on i I think that uh, people in a few years that everyone will know it, and it's you know simple enough they'll remember it kind of rolls off the tongue and um and you know it's unfortunate we live in a society where people need help but the reality is that they do it's a complicated world and there's you know so much discouragement and frankly now with coronavirus and other things that's exaggerated even more uh one one call center in, in la a eight and eight thousand percent increase in calls there in the last six months uh so again people need help let's let's get them the help that uh that they need and uh and this is just a simple way of doing that.
1: Single call center, 8,000% increase in calls, uh, folks struggling with thoughts of suicide or other, uh, other types of self-harm in one, in one call center in this coronavirus era?
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, this was something they experienced this spike probably late March through April. And I haven't seen and, and I'm not aware of, you know, where they're at now. I'm, just, I'm certain sure. it's not that high. Yeah. But, uh, but the reality is is that uh, our, our economy, our, our culture, our society went through a real shock. I mean, that's mm. stating the obvious, and we're still in the middle of that shock. And when you take vulnerable people and, you you know, they can't leave, they can't associate, in, in many cases, not even with their own families. Uh, they're not able to work. They're not able to feel productive. And many of them are facing just incredible economic strains and, and just economic strains of, you know, how do, I, how do I feed my kids? Literally, some people thinking, how do I feed my family? I can't work. It's no surprise that you would have many people who, uh, you know, just needed help in responding to that. I mean, uh, dear friends of mine and their own family have been impacted severely by this, and and it was directly attributable to coronavirus. Now, that's not the only thing we're trying to deal with, but it's an exaggerator for us, and <laughs> And the time is right. Let's just let's just do everything we can to make access or make available, uh, you know, the help that, that is there. And, and that's the thing, Leah, this is so important and for people who struggle with this. They think I'm going to feel this way forever. This is the way I will feel until the day I die. And that's not true for the vast majority of these people. We can help them. We can we can change and improve their life. And in many, many a real high percentage, almost 90 percent, six months later, of people who have attempted suicide, six months later, most of them are productive and happy, mm. and, uh, and optimistic about their life, and um, and that's kind of that's kind of help we're trying to get to people.
1: We're speaking with Congressman Chris Stewart, who uh, today is making it known that the FCC has, in fact, uh, approved the 988 designation. And in two years' time, 988 will be the number for the National Suicide Prevention uh, Hotline. If you find yourself in some trouble, that number will be your resource. I have just 90 seconds left with you, Congressman. Can I ask you, for Congress nerds like me, what should we be watching this week?
0: Well, you know, it turns out we still have to fund the government, and so... The we're, still, we're, we're still into that? Sure that yeah. Yeah, and believe me, we have funded the government in in a frightening degree in the last four months. Because, Mm. as you know, the the PPP, you know, the 2.2 trillion and other money we've spent. But we're doing appropriations bills, even though we weren't in session the last two weeks. I've been back here as a you know House member of the Appropriations Committee. We've been doing passing those bills out of committee, so we've got to fund the government, uh, and and then second other priority is national defense. So we're gonna we're gonna hopefully pass the National Defense Authorization Act, which will include. I hope, the Intelligence Authorization Act, the bill that we work through the Intelligence Committee, and those are the two fundamental responsibilities we have, fund the government and protect our national defense. And we'll hopefully do that before we, before we have our, uh, our August recess.
1: Well, thank you, Congressman. I'll let you get back to it. Uh, congratulations on today. Uh, it's a wonderful achievement, and uh, you deserve all the credit for it. Thank you.
0: Well, no, that's not true. Lots of people deserve credit, but thank you, Lee, so much for letting me come on and talk about it.
1: Hundred uh, percent, Congressman Chris Stewart, my guest. We're going to move on here uh, when we come back. Uh, looking forward to the next conversation. We're going to be uh, discussing an exchange between Fox News's Chris Wallace and Donald Trump. Uh, just yesterday, it was an intense interview, much transpired, and there was a cognitive assessment test referenced—the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. The president has taken it. Chris Wallace has taken it. I'll share it with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.